Hello everyone, welcome and or welcome back to my podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am your one and only host Monica and today I am going to be talking about TV shows that ended too soon. This is just a small list of TV shows that I have watched or I started watching and then they ended like really early and it makes me sad that these shows are over but some of them um, haven't ended like, completely but some of them have. They were cancelled and they're not coming back and it makes me sad. So this is just a list of TV shows that I really like. And if you are listening to this podcast for the first time, hi, my name is Monica and I am a college student who is making this podcast and it is about TV shows and movies that I really like but I don't really like talk to people in real life because I'm very shy and socially awkward so I thought why not make a podcast where I could talk about TV shows and movies that I really like and on Mondays I usually do a more structured review and on Wednesdays I just like to do these kind of episodes where I just talk about like TV shows I love, movies that define me, things like that. So if you're interested in that feel free to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and you know if you have any suggestions feel free to email me at I've been meaning to the number two at gmail.com. So let's get into it. So this is a TV shows. They are different TV shows ranging on different uh, streaming platforms. And the first show I'm going to be talking about is Santa Clarita Diet. Santa Clarita, Clarita sorry. Santa Clarita Diet is a t- Netflix TV show. It premiered in 2017. And it is a show about Sheila and Joel Hammond, I believe. Yeah, Hammond. And they are a couple with a teenage daughter, Abby. And they live in Santa Clarita, California. And the two of them are just, you know, real estate agents. They live a nice, normal, boring life. And one day, Sheila, who's played by Drew Barrymore, gets really sick from eating at a really bad seafood restaurant and she ends up throwing up all over the bathroom of a house that her and her husband are showing to a couple and then they find out that she is undead. So the show follows uh, Sheila in her having to deal with being a zombie and having wanting to eat dead people and her husband who is very calm <laughs> sometimes and always tries to have her back. And I really do like the show. When I first started watching it, it seemed kind of stupid, like a couple that's dealing with, like one of the person in the couple is undead. Like it seemed kind of like, it did seem kind of lame, but as I kept watching, this is something that always happens with me is that I see a show and I start watching it and then I'm like, okay, this first episode was kind of interesting. So I'm going to watch the second episode. And then the next thing I know, I have watched the whole season. That's how I get into a show. It's like, oh. This is kind of good. Let me keep going and see how it is. And Santa Clarita Diet is an awesome show. It's super funny and witty and it's really amazing. I really liked it a lot. And it got canceled after season three because Netflix, I don't know. I don't even know why Netflix cancels shows when they do. It just seems unfair because this show was like really ramping up. Like the first season, it's just like the mom finding out she's undead. In the second season we get into like Nazi territory and in the third season we get into like mythology of being undead and it's an awesome show. It's really funny. It is very like 
gory and there is like death and stuff if you're not comfortable with gore and like blood and like guts then maybe you shouldn't watch this show but it's a horror comedy and it, it emphasis on the comedy for the show it's really great it's amazing i loved it so much honestly i initially started watching it because drew barrymore she is the lead in the show but timothy oliphant oliphant i think that's his name he is amazing because Sheila just does the wildest stuff because she just found out that she's undead and like Sheila she used to be like this boring everyday mom who would go on walks with her mom friends but now she's like spunky and she's like confident she feels powerful and of course she does bad things because like she's a bit impulsive at first when she becomes undead and of course her husband is just trying to like support her and be there for her and like help her out with it but he's not dealing with it that well because he just found out that the love of his wife is undead and probably immortal and he's just doing the best that he can right now and also they have a daughter they have to take care of who is a teenager and like she's acting out and all that stuff but when she finds out her mom is dead oh my gosh it's awesome it's a really great show it's very funny every single episode is hilarious and witty and there's always some new obstacle that they have to um deal with and there's always like some kind of like big thing that they have to handle it's a great show you have to check it out there is a lot of like really gross humor there's a little bit like not gross humor but like the horror of the show really takes you back but the humor like brings you back in and uh their daughter abby has this friend eric he's kind of nerdy and lame i'm not gonna lie at first i didn't like eric i found him annoying but after a while i was like oh you know what he's there so you know he's not that bad he's okay and i kind of like eric but the show does this whole like will they won't they relationship with abby and eric that i don't like because i'm not convinced that abby is straight so i don't think that they should like explore that i feel like it's it just feels forced you know like the guy girl being friends and it's like the will they won't they it doesn't make sense especially when the guy is like ugly and the girl's like super pretty and i know that sounds mean but it's true you know like you don't have to make them date you don't have to make them kiss like we don't need it it's unnecessary she could just like be they could just be friends it's just it just feels forced but anyways it's a really great show and i, I think it's season two she starts eating Nazis, which I'm totally here for. Like, if Sheila has to eat people, she might as well eat the new Nazis because we don't need them running around in these streets. So, you know, you go for it, Sheila. So, if you were definitely into something like that, it is a little bit like, if you like the show Dead to Me, which is um, also a really great show on Netflix that I love, uh, Dead to Me is about um, a woman who lost her husband in like a, a hit and run. Like he was out running and a car hit him and drove off obviously and she is like dealing with the death of her husband and she meets this lady judy or jody either one of those names at a grief counseling group and jody is like spiritual and like loose and like bohemian like she's like that kind of like sweet and like kind of sad kind of woman and um the widow i forgot her name i know the actress's name is christina applegate i just forgot the character's name so christina applegate's character is very cynical and mean and just like rude and like she's just like hard to be around but i love her so much and she and jody become like really good friends and they bond over their shared death because jody also like lost her fiance but then you find out in the first episode sorry to talk about dead to me i'm supposed to be talking about tina clara to die but like that in the first episode of Dead to Me, 
Jody, no, Christina Applegate's character finds out that Jody's fiance is alive and living in the house that Jody said she was living in. Turns out Jody lives in a shed, like in her car or something like that. And then Jody like moves in to Christina Applegate's dead husband's shed after she finds out that Jody was lying about her fiance. But um, Christina Applegate's character forgives her because Jody says that she's had like five miscarriages, which is obviously very sad. And also Jody's like a really sweet person and really wonderful. And of course you're gonna forgive her because we love Jody, but yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Sino Clear to Die is a little bit like Dead to Me in like the very um, dark humor that it has and the companionship, you know, Jodie and Christina Applegate's character, like they are very close-knit and they love each other and they're very connected with one another and Drew Barrymore's character and Timothy Oliphant's character as Sheila and Joel, they love each other so much. They are in it with each other, the pair, they're facing down like moral like complicated moral questions they're doing like very immoral stuff but they're going to do it together because they love each other they took a vow you know life um till death do his part you know so they're in it till the very end and i love it i support the show because they have a really sweet marriage and you can tell that they love each other so much and it's it just touches your heart so definitely check out santa clear the diet there are three seasons on Netflix right now. It's really good. The next show that I want to talk about is, let's see. Sorry. Next show I want to talk about is Timeless. Timeless, you can find this show on Hulu. Wait one second, I just need to sip some tea. Not spilling any gossip, just literally sipping tea because my mouth's getting dry. But yes, Timeless is a show that I found on Hulu and it's an NBC show. It is amazing it was created by eric kripke if you don't know who he is he created supernatural which is <sighs> that show the show that i shall never speak of again <laughs> um he created supernatural and the boys which is a new show on amazon and it's also created by sean ryan who created the show called the shield i don't know what that is but whatever timeless is a show that follows three people right it follows abby a history professor it follows Wyatt, who is a soldier, and what I say, Abby? Oh, her name's Lucy. Yeah, the actress's name is Abigail Spencer, but the character's name is Lucy. My bad. And it follows a scientist by the name of Rufus, and they are recruited by, I feel like the FBI or like some secret organization like that. They are recruited to time travel through history to save the world from a terrorist named Flynn who stole a time machine from the FBI, I believe. And each episode, they are going from like different years and they're meeting different people in history. And this guy, Flynn, he's basically trying to like rewrite history and change history. And at Lucy and Wyatt and Rufus, they gotta work together to change history the way it's supposed to be, to fix history, to keep it the same. Because one little thing can like create, create a whole chain of, of events that can change the world that we know now and the show is amazing each and every episode is so well written and awesome and super cool you honestly like learn a lot about history and it's actually like the show feels very accurate i didn't double check when i watched the show i'm just i was just really into it and it does have like a little bit of a soap opera feel to it like a little like it's a little loony but it's a really good show and 
it's so much fun to watch. I really, I was really into it, and after the first season, NBC canceled it, but of course people on Twitter, they called for it to be renewed, and it was renewed for season two, but then after season two, they canceled it again because people weren't watching it live. And I have to say, like, I understand that, like, TV companies, whatever it is, TV channel companies, they want people to be watching things live while it's on the TV. But no one watches TV anymore. No one's really watching cable. People discover shows online through streaming services, which is why you put your shows on streaming services so people could have access to it. So why not include streaming numbers with the view, like the watchers, like on television? Like even though people aren't watching the show when it airs on NBC. People are catching the episodes on Hulu or streaming it on Hulu and they're getting really into it. So why not include online streams into your viewership numbers? Oh, so they cut the budget for the show after season one because, you know, traveling to like the 1600s, you gotta like pay, you gotta, it costs a lot of money to make those hoop skirts and everything and like, oh, I think the first episode was like the Hindenburg? That giant balloon thing, the balloon plane that like blew up. Yeah, the first episode was the Hindenburg. So of course the graphics for that would be incredibly expensive. So I think for season two they probably like dialed back some of the um they dialed back the budget basically for the show. Because if you're paying a lot of money for a show and it doesn't bring in a lot of viewership, then why are you paying all this money for the show? So they brought down the cost for the show and they gave it a season two and for the finale, like the series finale, they basically like did like I think a movie in a way, like a two-part finale, two-part series finale. I do think that there is talk for like a timeless movie to end it all and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch the series finale, like the two-part series finale because I'm the kind of person where like if I get really into a show and I start watching a show and it ends, I don't want to watch the end. I don't want to know how it ends. I don't know what's the final result. I just want to, in my mind, the show's still happening and I don't know how it ends so I can make up my own ending for me. Because usually when shows end, I don't like the ending and I just feel unsatisfied or I do love the ending but I'm sad because it's over. That's how I feel. Like I haven't finished The Good Place and I haven't finished Bojack Horseman because those shows mean a lot to me and like I can't finish them. Like I don't have the energy to do it. So the same with Timeless. Like I don't. I don't want to watch the last, I don't want to watch the series finale because I don't want it to be over because I really do love the show. It is amazing, it is funny, it is like, it is intense and it will draw you in and you will be so into it, it is so good. I love the writing on the show, I love Lucy who is incredibly smart and phenomenal, Wyatt who is super hot and just like chivalrous and like amazing and also Rufus who is like a black nerd and who sticks true to his guns and he is so brave and bold. The whole trio, they're amazing, they're unstoppable, they're so great. Don't, you have to check it out. There's two seasons, it is on Hulu if you want to check out Timeless, it is super good. If you are a huge history buff and you love to learn things about history that you were not taught in school, this show is for you. This show has history, it has hidden secrets, it has some conspiracy behind it, it's very good. So if you want to check it out, feel free to do so. Next show I want to talk about is Toucan Birdie. Toucan Birdie is a TV show. A lot of people thought it was like a spinoff of Bojack Horseman, but it's not that. It is created by the same, um, I think, animator of Bojack Horseman, I believe. Let me find her name. Yeah, it's created by Lisa 
Hannah Walt, who is a cartoonist as well as production designer and producer of BoJack Horseman. And although the comedy is set like in an entirely anthropomorphized animal world, what a word, that focuses on the personal societal issues the same way that BoJack Horseman is like a really, really sad comedy that focuses on addiction and depression and the things that we have to deal with in life and guilt and our own self-doubt, you know? Tukin birdies a lot like that. And one thing I do love about Bojack Horseman is that, like, it takes... Bojack Horseman takes the, um... Bojack Horseman is a show that takes the absurdity of the of the cartoon, like, the fact that it's a world where humans and animals coexist, and you blend the absurdity of the show with the very dark and serious nature of the topics that the show covers. And Tukin Birdie is a little bit like that, except Tukin Birdie is a lot more of just like a little cheerful, a little more cheerful, a little chipper than Bojack Horseman is. You know, Bojack Horseman is a show about a guy who was a star in the 90s and now he's just like a husband. And Tukin Birdie follows the relationship, the friendship more, between two 30 year old bird women who used to live in the same apartment but they moved out so now they're in the same apartment building and Tuka is played by Ali Wong a phenomenal comedian who is so funny and amazing and I love her. Birdie is a songbird she is very uh, career minded she is a best friend of Tuka she's a senior operations analyst and at Cond Nest and she is also an aspiring baker she is afraid of commitment even though she is in a serious relationship with her boyfriend Speckle. I was say, you know, the actor's name is Steven, but the character's name is Speckle. She's in a committed relationship with her boyfriend Speckle and they also moved in together but she's scared of commitment and she's always nervous. She likes her job and she's good at her job but she's scared to ask for a raise. She wants to become a pastry chef but she's scared to take that leap. So, that's Birdie, and Tuka is a toucan who is very impulsive, she is nearly sober, she works odd jobs and different kinds of gigs, and she frequently relies on her rich aunt Tallulah for financial support. And in the first episode, um, when Tuka moves out of Birdie's apartment, Birdie keeps asking Tuka to get a box of her stuff to move into her new apartment that's a floor above Birdie's. And I like this show a lot because it's a little bit like Broad City, how like one uh, person is very put together and another person is kind of like loose and just lives their own life and like marches to the beat of their own drum. You know, Tuka, she's played by Tiffany Haddish, she was a phenomenal actress and comedian. She's amazing and I love her so much. I hold her so dear in my heart. Tuka is very like loose. She lives her life how she wants to. She does what she wants but that's mainly because her mom loved her too much when she was a kid and she knows that her aunt will always give her financial support but her aunt is just like someone who cuts her down and is rude and is mean to her so she doesn't really like have that much stability in her life and she doesn't really like what is it like she just she just like she has her own rhythm and Tuka Birdie sorry Birdie is someone who is a people pleaser, you know? She wants to make everyone happy, but oftentimes that is at the expense of her own comfortability and her own happiness. And, <clears throat> excuse me, 
I like this show a lot because I relate more to Birdie and I really like Tuka because I admire her and her strength and how she just lives her life in a spontaneous way and she's always the Tuka is someone who has Birdie's back and Tuka has her own fears and she has her own trauma as Birdie does but you can't really see Tuka's because of the carefree life that she lives but that carefree life has come from the own complications that she has had to deal with and Birdie of course of course has is plagued by her own past but she tries so hard to just be the best that she can be even though she doubts in her own betterness she doubts her own skills she doubts her abilities and I love this show because even though it's an animated show that doesn't mean that it's for kids it doesn't mean that it's not serious it's still like the show does like heighten the circumstances a lot and it is a little ridiculous at certain times but the show also covers very serious issues that people deal with and it feels natural and sincere and honest and I love animation and I love shows that are like adult animation because it draws you in with the animation and it pulls you into like the ridiculousness and it, you laugh with it and it gets your guard down and then you're exposed to serious issues that we all deal with in our lives and certain truths that we hide from ourselves and things we do not confront about ourselves and the show has an amazing cast like Taraji P. Henson voices a character, Jennifer Lewis does, Richard E. Grant does, Stephen Yoon does. It's an amazing show with a phenomenal cast and it's beautifully written and it was cancelled by Netflix before its time but it was picked up by Adult Swim and I think the season 2 is going to come out 2021 which I'm very excited for because I really like a show that covers complicated female relationships the way that this show does and it doesn't do it in a way that's like cute and like oh my gosh like girl bossy like <laughs> like going to brunch on Sundays and coming over to watch Princess Bride like it's complicated and it's messy and it's dysfunctional but it's great and I love how they work through things because it feels like a real relationship that she would have to experience in her life so I am all for <laughs> sorry <clears throat> my throat was super dry but if you would like a super awesome show, if you'd like to watch a super awesome show that talks about female relationships and really difficult issues that not a lot of people cover in TV and movies, but they cover it in this show through animation, please check out Tuga and Birdie. It's super great and awesome. I think I might rewatch it because I remember watching it and I really did relate to Birdie and I really did feel the things that she was feeling and the anxiety that she goes through. And I love seeing it because even though it's an animation, I feel like that makes you relate to it more and that makes you connect with it more in a way. <clears throat> so definitely check out Tukum Birdie. Okay. The next show is Crashing. Crashing is a show created and written by Phoebe Waller Bridge. Waller's Phoebe Waller Bridge, my queen and icon. Every time I say her name, I think of um that picture of her holding all those Emmys. Like her standing in her excellence. I love her so much. If you've watched Fleabag and if you haven't seen Fleabag, you must see it. It is truly astounding. It is truly amazing. There's nothing there's nothing like Fleabag. Truly nothing like Fleabag. And she is also like I think an executive producer and writer on Killing Eve, which is a show that I will always love. A show that I am obsessed with. I love Phoebe Waller Bridge. I think she is amazing. I am so glad. I know that she like signed like a hundred million dollar deal with Amazon Studios, which is 
phenomenal. So great. And crashing, I think it's like one of her, uh, I think it's one of her, um, beginning TV shows that she created. Like, it was based off of two plays that she wrote. I don't remember exactly when she wrote this show or like when it was created, but Crashing is a really great show. I just randomly found it on Netflix one day because I was like binge watching different British shows and this was recommended to me and I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. And I binged that show in like a day, which is very similar to Fleabag, which is like six episodes, 20, 30 minutes long, each of them. And it's very easy to watch the whole season in like one fair go. And also Crashing is a show that you can definitely watch in like three hours. It's so good. So Crashing is a very quirky comedy. It's a British comedy and it follows the life of six 20-somethings who are living together as property guardians in a disused hospital. And it sounds strange but it's super cool and watching the show made me want to like live in a hospital with other people and I know this sounds strange and it's like low-key kind of gross but the relationships that they have with one another and the conversations in the show it's funny it's so funny it's so good if you like Fleabag but you want something a little more loose and a little less heavy and like a lot more comedy a lot more comedy feel to it you should definitely watch Crashing it's a really great kick quick thing to watch like I know we all love to watch things while we eat this is like <laughs> this is my pitch to you guys I know this sounds like the beginning of an ad like we all like to watch things before we eat but what are we eating well why don't you try out hello fresh like no I'm not big enough to have hello fresh <laughs> sponsor me but if you wanna find something quick fun easy to watch definitely watch crashing like it's a super quick show it's something that will lift your spirits it'll make you laugh it'll keep you interested it'll keep you entertained and it's a super great show it follows um it follows lulu who's played by phoebe waller bridge and she travels to london to surprise her childhood friend anthony who lives in the hospital with his uh wife no not wife fiance katie who is very much like a type a kind of girl and they have their overtly sexual friend Sam, who's played by Jonathan Bailey, who is so gosh, and French artist Melody, who is super cool. I love her. I love a moody person who is just like dry and just like kind of silently angry and like removed from it all. And she like hates everyone around them. Like, I relate so much. And then there's Timid Fred, who is hilarious and very sweet and very kind. And like, Fred is truly like my favorite. Like, I would want to hug Fred so many times when I see him. But Crashing is really great. It's there's only one season of the show and I think that because Phoebe has like grown to be so prolific and amazing and successful, the show is probably gonna stay at one season, which makes me sad, but it makes sense. So we should just enjoy it for what it is. One beautiful, hilarious season of chaotic mess. So Definitely check out Crashing. It's on Netflix. It's super funny. Six episodes, 30 minutes each. Totally worth your time. The next show I would like to talk about that ended too soon is Everything Sucks. Now, Everything Sucks is a show based in the 90s. It follows Luke, who uh, joins the AV club, and I think his like I think him and his mom move to Boring, Oregon. I think that's this yeah. It's called Boring Oregon and he becomes friends with 
Let's see. He becomes friends with McQuaid, Tyler, and he becomes friends with a girl, Kate. And he automatically falls in love with Kate. You know, these four kids, they're in high school, they're freshmen, they want to have a good school year, and I love this show so much because it's just, it's so cute, you know? I I was really into the show mainly because, I was really into the show mainly because all the actors are pretty young, and they all look like ninth graders, like they all look like they would be starting out like freshmen as freshmen in high school so that's what drew me into the school and drew me into the school drew me into the show but as you watch it it's this very sincere show that talks about the emotions that you feel in your childhood and how you're growing up into like your preteen years and how you want to seem cool and like awesome and Luke he wants to be a filmmaker you know he watches old tapes of his dad in his garage and this show felt like it felt like really cool and like very different and, honest, and it felt like real honest to me and the show feels like a show that lives in a time capsule you know where you're in high school and the only thing you have to worry about is like how to be cool how to get girls how to do well in school what you're going to do in the future and not worry about other stuff that's going on and just like live in that beautiful golden bubble of your adolescence and like the small troubles that you have to deal with and it has only one season the show got cancelled after one season which is really sad because it is a pretty great show it does feel a little bit like freaks and geeks but only for like younger kids and it's i don't know how to i don't know how to describe it like sincere and this show is such a journey like the first season is a really great season in each each episode is amazing so well written all the kids are hilarious in it i love the show i also the thing the person i love the most in the show is emmeline who is basically the she's in drama club and she's seeing this guy oliver and she's played by sydney sweeney and i like her a lot and i like the kind of struggle that she has with her feminine identity and like who she is and how she carries herself and I feel like it's really notable and the show is amazing it's hilarious it's super funny I also love Kate because Kate is Kate feels like a teenage girl you know like there are shows where they have 20 year olds playing 16 year olds and they're like Oh my gosh, I'm going to prom queen. I'm going to be like, I'm going to homecoming and like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, oh my gosh, I want Brett to notice me and like, oh, I want a new car, mom. But Kate is just like a normal, it's just like, she's like an everyday kid that you would see shopping with her dad, who is also the principal at Boring High School. And she's gay and she's just dealing with her sexuality and trying to figure it out. And she starts dating Luke and Luke is like... <laughs> Luke is like, he's like, I don't, I don't know, like she came out to him and he's like low-key like still like, he like low-key ignored the fact that she said that and he thinks that it's a possibility that they could still like date, like he's so transfixed on who Kate is but like he doesn't realize that she's going through her own stuff, like she's trying to reconcile her own feelings and her fears and she's just trying to deal with like, she doesn't know how she will be seen if she comes out and... Lucas, Luke just wants a girlfriend, like, 
Excuse me. All in all, the two of them, like Luke and uh, Kate, they are a pair to watch. And they're really great in the show. And it's a really... I don't know. I feel like watching the show made me feel nostalgic for like being a freshman and like having a million friends, like starting high school and wanting to join like five different clubs and like thinking you're gonna conquer the school and then you're gonna like you're gonna make this school your playground. Like you're gonna be the head honcho and everything. This show very much has that optimistic, nostalgic feel to it. Set in the '90s and everyone loves the '90s. I do have to say, some parts of the show, like, some of the characters are, are underdeveloped, like, severely underdeveloped, and I feel like with the second season, you could approve on some of the problems that the show does have, but they canceled it after the first season, which really does suck, because it was a really good show, and if you want to watch a show that's based in the 90s and has a nice optimistic feel of what it's like to be a freshman in high school again, Definitely check out Everything Sucks because it's really good and it, it doesn't suck. <laughs> Quirky, sorry. Next show is Crazy Head. Crazy Head is also a show that I found on Netflix. It has one season and that makes me sad but it's a really really good show. It's a horror comedy. It's uh, The show follows Amy. Amy is a girl who was at a party and she saw a guy whose face looked like it was rotting and she freaked out and um, went to the hospital and she started taking medication and seeing a therapist and she runs into this girl Raquel and Raquel tells her that she is a seer and that person with the rotting face is a demon and that Raquel is a demon hunter and she asks Amy to start demon hunt hunting demons with her. And Amy is reluctant to do so, but then her friend gets possessed by a demon, so that she has to do it. And all in all, it's a really funny show. It's really good. Uh, I love it. It's amazing. Again, I think like each episode is an hour, not 30 minutes. Super duper great. It feels a lot like a Bucky kind of feel to it. If you like Winona Earp, it's a little bit like a British Winona Earp. You know, not set in the desert, more set in like modern day London. And. It does get like very gory and scary at times, but I really like it. I was all in for the show. Also, Suzanne Wokoma is in this show. If you don't know who Suzanne Wokoma is, she was also in Chewing Gum. She is a phenomenal British actress. She is super funny and incredibly talented. I love her so much. It's a really great show. If you're into a TV show that talks about demons and apple Apple, ap, 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 sorry, I'm supposed to say a pop. I'm sorry, I don't know how to read my own notes. It's, I hate myself. It has a very apocalypse feel to it. It's very playful and you know hilarious. It's good. It's a good show all around. Definitely check it out. There is romance. There are some really twisted relationships in the show, and it gets a little bit messy, but it's fun, kind of messy. It's like oh. Is it a fun kind of messy? It's a weird kind of messy. It's a weird kind of messy. It's also very dysfunctional, but it's super cool. It's really great. Please go check it out. Crashing. No, not crashing. Crazy Head. Crazy Head. Crazy Head on Netflix. I think I may rewatch it because I was uh, rewatching the first episode in preparation for this episode, for this podcast episode, and I realized that I really do like the show and I miss it. And I really wish it was a season two. Like, 
All of these shows are super good and have so much potential, but of course, like, the heads of networks just, like, choose what they want to do with their money and, like, choose the shows that they want to promote and choose the shows that they want to, like, advertise and they just leave the good ones to die and it sucks. It sucks because Crazy Head and Crouching are super good and although, like, Stranger Things is also really interesting, wouldn't you rather see two awesome women killing demons and being amazing? I know I would. I know I would like to see it. Like, five kids chasing after some monster that's in a different dimension. Sure, that's cool. But two grown adults fighting demons and being best friends? That's even better. Just saying. Next show is Speechless. Speechless is an NBC show I started watching on Hulu. It is phenomenal. It is a show that stars Mini Driver, John Ross Bowie, and Micah Fowler. And it follows the DeMeo family who has a teenager who is disabled and the family is really quirky, funny. They're mad broke. Like honestly, first episode they find an abandoned house and they just start living there. They just start living in the house and they enroll their kids in school. The dad works at an airport. The mom is a full-time mom. She is a take charge mother who does not take no for an answer. She is like 110% in it to win it, which you have to be when your child is disabled. And that's honestly what brought me to the show. It's called Speechless, and um, I'm not sure exactly what it is. Uh, Micah Fowler, who plays JJ, uh, I love the fact that this show has someone who actually has a disability, and like it's centered around the kid and his disability and the different, like, complications and things that go with it like how the mom has to be brash and forward with what she wants and she fights for her kid every single day every single minute because if she doesn't fight for him they're going to overlook him and underserve him and she's going to make sure that he's taken care of but also talks about how she has two other kids she has a daughter dylan she has a son ray and how those kids sometimes feel neglected because even though they know jj jj the Michael Fowler's um, character. They know that JJ, he's a high schooler and he has cerebral palsy and they know that he needs a lot of attention and they know that their mom Maya needs to take care of them and watch over him. They feel neglected at times and uh, the dad, he is just like, I love the dad. Like John Ross Bowie is hilarious and I've only known him from like really bad comedy movies that I like randomly watched on TBS when they were being rerun on Saturdays. But I love John Ross Bowie as his character Jimmy, who is just like, he just lives his life and he's a character that people think. He just does what he does. He always supports his wife. He's there for his kids. He's goofy and he's weird, but he's a lovable and I love him as a dad. And this family is amazing. They are phenomenal. They love each other. They support each other. And the show is really funny and a lot of times I don't like ABC sitcom shows because the humor that they have is like, oh that was like kind of funny. But this show is like funny. It has wit, it has humor, it has charm, it is heartfelt, it is like, it's soft, it's beautiful. I love it so much because at the end of the day they're all a family and they're all just like, they're doing the best they can for JJ but they're doing the best they can for each other because they look out for each other because they love one another. and. It's an amazing show because it really does let you look into what it's like to have a sibling who has 
a disability, something that they will have to deal with for the rest of their life and the challenges that go through it, like the little small things that we take for granted and the things that we don't think about, you see in the show how it affects JJ and how it affects this family and how the mom fights for JJ because she loves her son and she will always be there to protect her son, take care of her son, but it's hard for her to let him go sometimes because, you know, she, she her whole life has had to be there for him and take care of him and just like be there to catch him when he falls but there are times where he wants to be independent and do what he wants to do and be his own person and she's too scared to let him go and i think it's an amazing thing to see in the show and i think it's really awesome and the show got canceled after season three which sucks because like modern family has like 10 12 seasons like this show is a show that can cover so many different like spectrums of disability and so many different things that people have to like face in their life and I would have rather this show get like 10 seasons than Modern Family. No hate to Modern Family like Modern Family is great and funny and all but like at some point like like Modern Family is ending. This show could have been super like I'm really upset that they canceled this show. It did deserve it deserved more like it deserved more it deserved a longer season you know but if you guys want to check it out, you definitely should. It's really funny and it's an amazing show that I love a lot. It's a really like comforting show and I really do like to watch it sometimes when I'm just trying to like, escape and get away because JJ, someone who has cerebral palsy, even though he has cerebral palsy, he's still someone who's funny and he's mean to his brother and he has a lot to say for himself and he wants to be uh, a filmmaker which is super cool and I love that so much and I'm here for it so yeah I think it's really great so uh, also Kenneth Kenneth is since JJ has cerebral palsy he can't like really speak so he has like a laser by his ear and he has like a board of words he supports you and Kenneth literally is his voice Kenneth is hilarious he lives his own life he's a super cool he's a part of the family and I support him so much Kenneth is like one of my favorite characters on the show besides Maya Maya literally kicks butt but Kenneth is super great uh me. so yeah definitely go, ch go check out Speechless it is amazing super funny charming heartfelt it'll just make you laugh and like make you want to hug your pillow so yeah those are the TV shows that, that, in my opinion, ended too soon. Feel free to check them all out. They are all great and amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I really appreciate it. I'm Monica. This is I've Been Meaning to Watch That, a podcast where we talk about TVs and movies. And uh, one last thing before we go, uh, this podcast isn't really like a podcast I like. I don't keep up with TVs and movies just so like TVs and movies, sorry, TV shows and movies, just to let you know. Um, this is something I make on my own. Feel free to like subscribe, share it with your friends. If you have any suggestions on TV shows or movies you want me to review and talk about, please let me know and I will do my very best to, you know, check those out and review them the best that I can. Uh, what else do I like to say? Also, uh, thank you, uh, I don't have anything else to say. Thanks again for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Stay blessed.